Welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey Podcast. We are a faith-based podcast featuring biblical teachings, Stephanie Sip and Say, and book discussions with author Stephanie Humphrey. Tune in to hear a word from the Lord and to tap into Stephanie's heart. We hope you enjoy listening and don't forget to subscribe. Blessings. Good evening and welcome to the 2021 book study with author Stephanie Humphrey. I am so excited to read this book to you on tonight entitled Family Affairs. But before we get there, I want to remind you that I do have some new books available. Walking Out Our Love is a story of Emerald and Dominic. Emerald gets stranded on Dominic's road and he finds her, him and his dad, and then a relationship ensues. So it takes you on that journey with um, Dominic's family. It's around the holidays and it's a really good, short, sweet read. It's available on my website at determinedpublishing.com. Uh, the June release is entitled A Return to Love, the story of Robert and Sabrina. This is a time right here. <laughs> Robert and Sabrina were in love at one point in their lives, engaged to be married, but a family secret tore them apart. So Robert and Sabrina are brought back together through an unlikely source. And so it takes you on their journey of discovery, discussion, and a little bit more. <laughs> the most recent release was this month as well, entitled Gifts of Love, The Hawthorns. So this is the fourth installment of the Gifts of Love series, and it features the two individually written books, Savoy, Samson, or Savoya, Samuel and Samson, and Samuel and Candence. It combines those two books into one Gifts of Love series. So again, it is available on our website. So I'm gonna dive right into our story on tonight. I forgot to ask you at the start of the broadcast, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? I am feeling so good today. You know what, y'all? I have come to learn that I'm older. <laughs> and because I'm older, I need more sleep. See, I still think I'm in my 20s and, and can run on like four hours, five hours, six hours of sleep. But y'all, I need a little bit more than that. I need like seven, eight, even nine hours. I'm doing really good of sleep. And so I don't feel as tired today because I got in the bed early. I think I was in the bed a little after nine last night, got up at my regular time, snoozed twice. <laughs> but I felt so good when I got up. I do not feel tired like I would normally feel if I had less than the eight to nine hours of sleep that I got last night. So ooh, I have just come to realize that you got to get in the bed early so that your body can rest. Your, your seasoned body can rest <laughs> and you can be prepared for work and everything else that you need to attend to the next day. So that's how I'm feeling. And it, you know, sometimes you just gotta be honest with yourself, admit some things to yourself so that you can move forward and do what you need to do, right? All right. 
So tonight's book is entitled Family Affairs. So I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to be skipping around a little bit in the book so you can get a gist of Jace and Leslie's story. And hopefully it will whet your appetite to go ahead and purchase the book and finish the story up. I am going to read the entirety um, of chapter one, and then I will skip around a little bit. Or the entire chapter one, trying to be fancy with entirety. But read chapter one in its entirety, or read the entire chapter one. Leslie sighed. She was beginning a new chapter in her life. For the first time, after a 12-year break, she was going back to school. Thankfully, her credits transferred over and she could begin her third year as a college junior. She considered taking online classes, but Leslie knew she needed the face-to-face -face contact with her professors and classmates. So she walked in, chose a seat to the side, and pulled, pull, excuse me, I was, about, I was about to say plopped, but pulled out her laptop for note-taking. She patiently waited for the professor's presence. Now I'm going to stop right here. So I don't know about you, but I started school right after high school. I started college right after high school and I dropped out my third year. It was actually second semester of my third year. I was already doing bad first semester and it was just time to leave school. I was working full time, working part time and going to school full time. So I had a lot on my plate. I had to work to survive, like to live, to survive, to pay my bills and all of that. So I had to work. That was like non-negotiable. But I ended up going back to school after 16 years, y'all, 16 years and went back to school. I completed my undergraduate degree. I completed my master's degree. I was working on my PhD, but I needed to stop to take some classes for my teaching licensure. And I decided not to go back. <laughs> The PhD program, it was just, I just went through my first semester. It was just the first semester, so I didn't waste a lot of time. And I enjoyed being in the, um, the doctorate program. But after taking that pause so that I can work on my two classes for my licensure, I thought about going back. I went back and forth about going back and just haven't. And I'm okay with that. I really am okay. I would love to be called Dr. Stephanie Humphrey, but it's not necessary. But either way, I, but I appreciate and respect those who do go through the doctorate program and work on their thesis and do all the coursework that's needed to become a doctor of whatever that is. So congratulations to you if you're working on your doctorate or if you've already graduated this year, congratulations to you, way to go. Um, but getting back to the longevity, like the long time between Leslie starting school and being able to finish. Have you ever started something that you had to take a pause from? Whether it was a new job, you know, I know sometimes um, first time mothers like to pause when they have a baby so that they can take care of the baby those first like several months or up to a year or longer of that child's life. And they either had started school or were working or started a new project or possibly a new business and had to take a pause or decided to take a pause because that was that's what was best for their family or for themselves. So have you ever started something that you had to take a pause from for whatever reason? If you have, add it to the chat. Whether it was school, whether it was a business, whether it was traveling, whether it was a new job, whatever it is, Go ahead and put it in the chat and also add, were you able to restart what you had to stop? 
If you were, you know, share that testimony, share that story with us as well so that we can encourage each other as we um, re-enter some things that we had to let go of or restart some things that we had to lay down for various reasons. You know, I, I, I didn't even mind the break. I was so happy to get back into school though because I wanted my undergraduate degree. I needed it to pursue the profession that I wanted, which is teaching. And so I was so happy to start back school and then was able to push through and get my master's. I had not planned to get my master's initially, but I was able to get my master's as well. And it was such a blessing. And so I thank God for the, the things that I learned during that 16 year period that I was away from school. I matured, I grew up, I overcame some challenges both in my personal life, emotionally and mentally. So do I wish I would have finished my degree initially? Yes, but it was okay that I didn't. I got it now and I'm pushing for it, right? And so I appreciate Leslie so much because after 12 years of being away from school, she decided, you know what, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna push through. And she's gonna share a little bit about how she feels about being back. And hopefully she's gonna tell us right in here why she had to pause. If not, it's going to come a little bit later. Okay, so getting back to Leslie and Jace's story. Jace sat with a group of students near the back of the room holding a hearty conversation about how the professor was a business genius who spent his days drowning himself in alcohol due to a failed marriage. Life was wonderful at the beginning, but she had eventually sucked the life out of him. She cleaned out their bank account, correction, his bank account, and ran off with a younger man. The professor not only lost his wife and money, but his zeal to teach. Lucky for him, no one else was qualified to teach the class, so students still benefited from his vast knowledge. Jace was sharing his thoughts on the downside to relationships, did y'all hear that? Jace was sharing his thoughts on the downside to relationships when he caught movement in the corner of his eye. A tall African-American woman walked in wearing tan pants and a matching printed shirt. Her smooth brown skin gave way to a medium-sized frame. Her look was complete with tan matching shoes light makeup, and an, an afro large enough to rival that of Angela Davis. The gold accessories that cascaded her skin gave her the appearance of an African goddess. If her wardrobe was not a giveaway to her age, her air of confidence was. Leslie tried not to be nervous. She knew she belonged in this classroom like the 20-year-old students. She took a deep breath, hoping no one was paying attention, right? <laughs> she had purposely chosen a seat next to the slanted aisle as not to distract anyone from the front of the room with her rapidly growing hair. She loved the natural look. It reminded her of the rich history, extraordinary beauty, and exceptional versatility God had afforded those who share her ancestry. Leslie glanced at her watch still 10 minutes before class. It wouldn't hurt to look around and get a feel for who she would share the next nine months of her life with. She smiled as she glanced around the room. 
There were a few stragglers sitting throughout the large room and a group of students sitting in the middle near the back. She would not have paid much attention to them had a set of eyes not been intent on her the whole time. Leslie met the brown eyes staring back at her. Holding them for a few, sec a few seconds before she nodded and turned her attention back to the front. The professor still had not made an appearance, so she figured she might as well get some work done. Leslie opened her laptop and quickly scanned her surroundings before punching in her password. She began working on the document in front of her and was, in, was a few minutes in when she felt someone approach her. Accounting, ouch. I failed that subject. Leslie turned around to consider the same eyes that captured her attention moments ago. And you are? Chase Reynolds at your service, my lady. His expression deepened. And who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Leslie Williams. Leslie extended her hand. Jace accepted. Great to meet you. Are you sure you're supposed to be in this class? He couldn't very well let her know he was interested, especially not in front of his peers. You are the one who looks like you don't belong. What are you, like 12? Leslie replied. And you are, what, 50? Jace retorted. Not yet, but close. Leslie turned her attention back to the paperwork she was preparing for one of her clients turning her computer slightly to avoid his view. She thought her not so subtle hint was enough to dismiss him, but he remained. Do you need something? Jace looked at her in surprise. He wasn't sure what to say, so he chose honesty. No, but there may be some one I want. Leslie was caught off guard by his forwardness, and thankfully she did not have have to reply. The professor walked in and Jace quickly retreated to his group. The professor greeted himself as A. Wardolph Chamberlain. He passed out the syllabus and explained that the class would participate in a semester-long group assignment pertaining to specific business cases. The professor built the foundation of business law before he separated the groups to get better acquainted. Leslie was not surprised at all when she was introduced to her group, which included Jace Reynolds. She listened as each group member introduced themselves. She found out Jace was a business administration major, as was she, but with a concentration in small business, management, and entrepreneurship. Leslie took an instant liking to Amy she was an early education major taking the class as an, an, as an elective to satisfy her curiosity of the ins and outs of business law. Marcus was the most serious of the group. He planned to eventually take over his family's funeral home business. Woo. Candy was the free spirit. She just needed to pass the class. And then it was her turn. My name is Leslie Williams. I am returning to college after 12 years of absence. I'm a rising junior and a business administration major with a concentration in accounting. A numbers runner, Jace remarked, Jace joked. 
Not in the way you might mean, but I do love the power of numbers and what they mean from the business perspective. Leslie again caught Jace off guard and he was unsure how to respond. He instead turned his attention to the project outline and instantly became the leader of the group. The professor asked them to come up with a name for their mock law firm. Jace, of course, suggested Reynolds and Associates, Inc., which the group immediately dismissed. <laughs> Leslie thought about a name that would suit the personality she quickly assessed. Firm of Unique Incorporated, she stated. Amy grinned, I love it. Of course you do, Jace rolled his eyes. Don't be mad because your selfish suggestion was shot to the ground. At least Leslie was considering the whole group, Amy shot back. If Leslie didn't know any better, she would think the two had a thing going on. Maybe used to. And if so, it didn't end well. She glanced at each face in the group. What does everyone think? Fine with me, Amy agreed. Yeah, it's cool, Marcus added. I don't care, Candy shrugged her shoulders. Firm of unique it is. Now, what is our case? Leslie silently read the details outlined in the packet with the rest of the group. A sexual harassment case against the company's boss. This is going to be a doozy. Sexual harassment? This issue was never easy to prove unless there were multiple victims and they had the courage to come forward. Courage or not, the case is against the company's founder and CEO. Do you think he would be taken down by a case such as this? They needed solid proof. OMG, you guys, Amy suddenly broke the silence. We have to present actual witnesses. What? Marcus came alive. He flipped the pages ferociously. Page 92. They all stared at the heading, gathering your witnesses. They had to find people willing to serve in the role of the victims and witnesses. Oh, this is very interesting, Leslie commented. I'd say, Jace added. They read further. The witnesses can be fellow students outside of the class, family members, co-workers, or anyone else willing to participate. You are not lawyers, but must present yourself as such, using this case to show your knowledge of business law. Everyone in your group must participate. Firm of unique members discuss potential witnesses that would be a good fit to help them win the case. As they check the time and recognize the class was ending, they exchange information to schedule meeting times outside of the class to pursue the, their case. Jace took the special note of Leslie's phone number and email, or Jace took special note of Leslie phone, Leslie's phone number and email, locking them into his cell before leaving class. He may only use them for class now, but he would eventually have permission to use them for personal reasons. He couldn't dwell on that now because his job at Burgers 56 awaited him. All right, so we're gonna, that was the end of chapter one. What do you all think so far? Leslie and Jace, can you guess how old they are? Go ahead and add it to the chat. How old do you think Leslie is and how old do you think Jace is? 
So I'm going to skip a few pages in chapter two so we can introduce a new character. Leslie left the library after researching documents for a client. And by the way, Leslie is an accountant. I skipped those pages. She works for the Duncans at an accounting firm and they allowed her to um, decrease her caseload so that, so that she could go back to school full time. So they're willing to work with her while she's back in school. Leslie left the library after researching documents for a client. It was Thursday and she had two days to review her research notes before the weekend. She promised herself minimum weekend study. I know that's right. <laughs> and maximum weekend relaxation. Amen. She strolled across the yard on her way to Burgers 56. She slid in a booth near the back to review her notes without being disturbed. Not likely. Y'all know who's there, right? <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. Leslie didn't need to look up to know whose voice addressed her. Hi, Jace. She turned the page in her notebook. You can't even look at me? How rude. She heard the tease in his voice. Hi, Jace. Leslie viewed his shirt and name badge before she met his eyes. So you are a working man. Just like you, he replied easily then wish he hadn't. I mean a working person like you. You are a woman, a working woman, a rather attractive working woman, but working. Chase took a deep breath. Let me start again. Welcome to Burgers 56. May I take your order? Leslie, amused at Jace's nervousness, glanced toward the kitchen before she replied. Lou knows what I want. Just tell him Les Will is here. Les Will? You know, Louise? Just go, or I'll be forced to tell him you've given me lousy service. Jace gave her a you wouldn't look, and she told him with her stir that she would. I will put that order right in, ma'am, Jace smirked before he hurried off. Leslie counted down from 10 to 1, and by the time she reached 2, Louise was pulling her in a bear hug. Why took you so long to come and see me? It's been over a year. Leslie looked in the sea green eyes of Louise Gordon. They met during their time in undergrad and, the, and became fast friends. He was heartbroken when she left, just as she was, but they stayed true to their word and stayed in touch. I have been busy, LG. You know this man. I know, but it is so good to see you now. He pulled her left hand close to him. Still not taken yet? Not from a lack of eligible suitors, Leslie replied. Oh, I have no doubt. Louise winked at his friend. Leslie shook her head at him. He had all but offered to be such a suitor, but she knew they were too much alike to date. Their friendship, however, was invaluable, having leaned on each other during bad breakups and the death of close family members. Yes, Lu Louise was one of the men you knew you could count on regardless of the joys or headaches in life. She was glad he was another steady in her life. I was very excited when you messaged me about the expansion of your burger business, especially in this area. Burger 56 seems to be a success on college, college campuses. I am so proud of you. Or she said, I am very proud of you. 
I know, you already told me. Well, you can't hear it enough. You are a success story, Louise, and I am pleased with how, you're, how you turned your life around. Uh-oh. We were praying on you in undergrad, but look at you now. Can a sister get a loan? A sister can get a loan and anything else she wants. Leslie ignored the double meaning. Well, I am waiting on my LG special. It's cooking. I will have Chase bring it out. Sounds good. I need to get back to the grill, but make sure you come back soon. You know, the food is always on me. He lowered his voice. Even though we both know you don't need it. Hmm. Thank you for keeping that between us. Leslie nodded at her friend. Oh, you know how we do. We keep it real, Louise added. But we keep it quiet. They spoke in unison. What y'all think that means? We keep it real, but we keep it quiet. Add to the chat. What y'all think that means? Love you, Les Will. See you soon. Leslie watched Louise left all the way back to the kitchen. She was glad to have a place on campus to hang out, to hang at before work. She knew the food would always be good, and if anyone bothered her, LG would have her back. As if to remind her of his presence, Jace appeared. Can I get you anything while you wait? Jace asked, or Jace inquired. Leslie glanced up and saw the question in his eyes. Is there something else you want to ask me? How do you know Luis? Ask him. Leslie tried her best to hide the smile threatening her lips. Let me say that again. Ask him. Leslie tried her best to hide the smile. Sometimes it's just the way you say it, right? She tried to hide the smile threatening her lips. She let it loose after Jay's huff away. <laughs> Several minutes passed before he returned with her meal. A jalapeno and pepper jack burger with homemade crinkle fries and a strawberry cheesecake milkshake. I hate to be with you in about an hour, Jay smirked. Thank you for letting me know. She closed her eyes. Leslie blessed her food and bit into her burger. She closed her eyes as she savored the heat mix of peppers and cheese. Never better, Louise. Thank you. Leslie finished her meal and after leaving Jace a hefty tip, rushed to her car to arrive to work on time. That is the end of chapter two. So Jason and Leslie got to interact a little bit more and then introduce a new, um, a new friend is introduced, one of Leslie's friends that she met at college her first time around. All right, so I'm gonna go to chapter three. And I'm gonna actually skip a little bit in. So Professor Chamberlain has decided to go out of the country for the holidays. So he's moved up the deadline to the project that they're working on. So because the professor moved up the project, Leslie and the group knew that they needed to meet more often in order to be prepared to present the project at the new um, time. So Leslie offered for them to come to her house on the weekends to do some of the work and they all agreed. So this is their first meeting at Leslie's house. Firm of Unique Inc. sat around Leslie's dining room table 
eating meatless spaghetti with a kale salad. Do you guys eat meatless spaghetti? I actually told a cousin of mine that I've been eating meatless spaghetti for years. Like I do not add meat to my spaghetti unless I have company. Like if I'm making spaghetti or another pasta dish and I have like my nieces and nephews coming over, or my family's coming over, I add meat. But when I'm cooking for myself, I, I add no meat. Again, just for years I've been doing this. I think what start, well, it don't matter what started it, but <laughs> I just eat pox. I, I like it that way. It's pretty good. But anyway, they were eating, and my cousin, when I told her, she looked at me like I was Looney Tunes. But, you know, it just is what it is, you know. Um, sometimes it's good to go without meat to keep a healthier body. So, fresh fruit smoothies chilled in the fridge for dessert. This is delicious, Leslie. Everything tastes so fresh, Candy stated. Straight from my garden, Leslie replied. You have a garden? Amy inquired. Yes. I made the spaghetti sauce for my tomatoes. I freeze various sized sauce bags to use during cold weather when I want pasta sauce or chili. The kale and carrots in the salad were freshly cut this week. Thank you for all of this, Leslie, Marcus smiled. The rest of the group joined in with words of appreciation. They discussed their projects as they finished their lunch and sipped on their smoothies. Leslie declared a break after two hours of work. You all relax in the living room while I wash the dishes. I'll help. Amy started gathering the dirty dishes. When are you and Chase going out? Leslie stopped mid-wash. Where in the world did that come from? You like him, don't you? Leslie shrugged her shoulders. You don't have to tell me, Amy continued. We all know you do. We sense the tension stirring between the two of you. You like each other. What's the big deal? Amy shrugged her shoulders. We have all been talking about it. Marcus, Candy, and me, we think you should give him a chance. Amy paused and eyed Leslie, regardless of the age difference. You see, the entire group wants us together. Leslie glanced up to see Jace resting in her door jam. Amy touched Leslie on the shoulder. I'll be in the living room. Leslie continued to wash dishes while Jace dried. How much of that conversation did you hear? Enough. So would you like to go out with me? Leslie stopped, put her soaked right hand on her hip and looked at him. Why do you want to take me out? Because it is what people do who are into each other. We're into each other. Come on, Leslie. If the chemistry between us gets any hotter, the fire marshal will be knocking down your door. Leslie rolled her eyes. She couldn't argue with that. Sit down with me. They sat at the kitchen table. I am drawn to you, Jace attracted to you, but you're 20 and I am, Leslie paused, older. So, Jay's society is not so kind to older women dating younger men. You guys get to do whatever you want at any age, but names are given to women for everything.
in this case, cougar. A woman sleeping with several men, whore or slut. A single woman with children, baby mama. An older, unmarried woman, a spinster or old maid. An older man can date a much younger woman, nothing. A man can sleep with 10 women in the same week, nothing. A man can have multiple children, nothing. Women, we get dumped on, but with men, there is little to no stigma. Why is that? So first of all, do you all agree with what Leslie said about the difference between men and women? Type yes or no in the chat and then tell me why. Like, why do you agree or why do you disagree? And then tell me why you think it is. Like, why is it that women have so many names thrown upon them while men have little to no names? I mean, we, we might call a man a dog, but it doesn't have the same weight as calling a woman a whore or a slut. It's different. So y'all tell me about your thoughts on that in the chat. And I'm going to keep reading. I'm not sure. My mom had to deal with stigmas. Jay stared off but returned. I hear what you're saying. But we are not talking about society. We are talking about you and me. I know, Jace. Your mom? Maybe we will talk about that at a later time. At another time. I'm adding words to my words. <laughs> I know, Jay. Oh, yeah. Jace tapped the table. Come to dinner with me Friday night. All you need to do is be ready by 7 p.m. I'll take care of everything else. Woo! I like that. Now, if a man say, let's go out, meet me at 7, or I'll come pick you up at 7, don't worry about nothing else, I'd be like, oh. Well, I ain't going to say I'll, I wouldn't. I, it depends on who he is. I would be like, oh, okay. But I like that. Really? Yes. What will you plan? Jay stood and walked toward the door. He stopped and looked toward her. As I recall, someone likes surprises. Jace walked out of the room. Okay, then. I didn't say yes, Leslie yelled. Jace yelled back. You didn't say no. Smart mouth, stubborn. Leslie smiled as she walked over to the sink to finish the dishes. Amy came rushing in. She grabbed Leslie by the arm. You two are going out? No. Probably. I don't know. She faced her friend, but I want to. You should, Les. Don't be intimidated by what others may say about your age difference. It is totally between the two of you and no one else. I told her, Jace said, peeping his head in. Leslie threw a dish rag at him. Get out of here. You missed. I will get you if I want to. Jace peeked in the kitchen. You promise? Out. 
And that's the end of chapter three. So I wanna go ahead and read their dates. And then I think I will end with their dates. So this is the start of chapter four. Despite her pep talk with the Duncans, remember the Duncans is, is who Leslie works with, and Luis, Leslie was nervous getting ready for her date. She scanned the contents of her closet in advance with Amy and Candy. They had her try on several outfits and finally settled on a short-sleeved emerald green dress with silver heels, accessories, and handbag. She put the finishing touches on her makeup at 6.45. The doorbell rang at 6.55. Wow. Jace quickly perused Leslie's outfit. Hi to you too. Come in. You look sexy, pretty, but sexy. If you don't mind me saying. I didn't imagine you getting more beautiful, but you are. Jace could hardly contain himself. Leslie was simply stunning. He took a few deep breaths. Thanks, Jace, thank you. You look hot yourself. You are wearing that suit, very handsome. He had been listening. Thank you, are you ready? I am. Leslie took Jace's extended arm. They walked toward the door, but Leslie stopped and glanced at him. What is it? He asked curiously, unsure if she had suddenly changed her mind. In case I forget later, thank you for tonight. I had an amazing time with you. Jace released the breath he was holding. He smiled sheepish, sheepishly. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I did adopt that. Thank you very much. Leslie locked the door. Jace helped her into what looked like one of Luisa's cars, but she didn't say anything. She monitored the road as they drove through the city. They pulled into Le Chade a five-star restaurant. Leslie treated herself to on occasion. He had gone all out to make sure that their first date was a knockout. Jace took the liberty to order ahead. For Leslie, he chose a medium rare petite steak with a baked sweet potato and a grilled vegetable medley with an order of shrimp scampi. He chose a medium rare steak, baked potatoes, and asparagus spears for himself with baked Alaskan chilling for dessert. Now, I never have baked Alaskan, but I went ahead and added it in. Maybe I'll try it one day. Have you, have you all had baked Alaskan? Let me know. They enjoyed hearty conversation about school and life. After dessert, Jace paid the bill and escorted Leslie from the restaurant. Her eyes grew wide at the sight before her. Despite the chill in the air, Jace chose a horse-drawn carriage ride through the city. He felt Leslie shiver beside him 
excuse me. He wrapped her in his arms and pulled the blanket around them. He took a moment to relish in this moment, excuse me, he took a minute to relish in this moment next to Leslie. She smelled of Japanese cherry blossom, her favorite fragrance, and her gloved hand lay loosely in his. He could tell she was enjoying him, herself by the smiles that adorned her face when they passed through certain parts of the city. The old historic buildings nestled along the stone path were nothing short of amazing. Leslie took a chance to glance at Jace. He had a fresh shave and his straight black hair was tapered to the side with a top gelled up in a mohawk of sorts. Sitting next to him felt right and she welcomed the refreshing. They came to the end of the tour leading to the community park. They came, oops, they lingered for a few moments and then she heard it. A violin playing in the background. He planned for the carriage ride and music. Her eyes met, met his in surprise. He smiled tenderly. For you, my lady. <laughs> Jace, this is wonderful. Thank you, she replied quietly. You're welcome. His eyes lingered on hers, waiting for a response to the question he silently asked. Leslie glanced away, but before the moment passed, her eyes found his again. She met his awaiting lips in a sweet, tender kiss. They arrived back at Leslie's, and though she probably should have let him go, she invited Jace in. Tonight was exquisite, Jace. It was the best first date I've ever had. Well, possibly the best date that I've ever had. That's bad, isn't it? Not for me, he chuckled. Leslie pulled her shoes off and started toward the kitchen. Would you like something to drink? Water will be fine. Let me get it. What do you want? Water. Leslie watched Jay stroll into her kitchen. She could not believe that a guy so young could be so thoughtful and romantic. She shook her head and thanked God for such a beautiful night. I'm going to call my family. We usually have our Friday powwow. We usually have our Friday night powwow sessions. Leslie picked up her phone. Twelve missed calls from her sister. Four from her brother. I wonder what's up. Leslie dialed her sister's number. Leslie, thank God. Tracy, what's going on? Leslie's face displayed several emotions as she listened to the details on the other end of the phone. She put her hand to her forehead as the words assaulted her ear. Jace came back in the living room and immediately knew something was wrong. He monitored Leslie's face, placed their glasses on the coffee table coasters and stood in front of her. He watched for several moments 
while a myriad of emotional interpretations identify themselves on Leslie's face. All right, Tracy, let me go so I can call someone to come with me. She paused. To drive for me, okay. She hung up the phone and looked at Jace with tears in her eyes. What is it? Jace demanded softly. And I'm gonna stop right there. So you're gonna have to purchase the book to see what in the world is going on in Leslie's family. Do you guys have any thoughts about it? If you do, put it in the chat. What do you think, what news do you think came forth through that conversation? What do you think was said to Leslie through that conversation? Go ahead and put it in the chat. All right, so look, if you wanna find out what Tracy said, you need to pick up a copy of Family Affairs on my website at determinedpublishing.com. You can get it for $9, or you can get the digital version on Amazon and on Kobo for, I think this one is, it's either $2.99 or $4.99. Still don't have my price list in front of me, y'all. But you can get a copy of the digital and the printed version of Family Affairs. Um, so we have a new character, Tracy is introduced, and then some of the other characters will come in as well. I like that story. It has some twists and, Family Affairs has a few twists and turns in it. All right, so next month is August. This year is sliding on by, y'all. It's scooting on by, isn't it? But next month, we are going to read Meant to Be, the story of Alexander and Sydney. Sydney is at a desperate place in her life. Raised by her aunt who is suffering from cancer, Sydney must figure out a way to complete her college education while paying for her aunt's mounting bills. She does in Alexander, but is unable to go through with the proposal. Their meeting takes an interesting turn as he is willing to help her with or without the proposal. They reach an amiable, excuse me, they reach an amiable solution and eventually develop a relationship and life filled with laughter and love. That is until after the wedding. Insert a feisty friend, a prepared funeral, and an attempt at murder, and you have a recipe for a love. <laughs> that was meant to be. I love this story. It is really, really good. It has some really good um, moments in it, romantic moments, friendship moments, and some family moments that are surprising. So it's a really good read. Pick this up on my website at determinedpublishing.com. You can also pick it up on Kobo or on Amazon in the digital version. So again, Meant to Be is our August book study. I hope you all have been enjoying listening to excerpts from my book just as much as I have enjoyed reading them. As you have heard me say on previous broadcasts, I love all of my stories for different reasons. 
And I appreciate you being a part of this journey as I introduce my books to you, as I remind you of the stories in my book for those of you who are, who are already customers of mine. So it's just been a joy to read my stories, to introduce the characters, and to share basically my heart because you really hear my heart and you hear my thoughts in the story. So it is such a joy to be able to share with you what I've been able to release over the last um, seven or eight years. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the 2021 book study with Steph, with author Stephanie. I look forward to seeing you next for Thursday as we read Meant to Be. Look now, take care and be blessed. In addition to going live on my YouTube channel at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays, I also go live at 10 p.m. on my podcasting channels, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Blessings. Mm -hmm.